0: Are you looking for ways to build a fully automated real estate investing business with no money down or credit required? Would you like to receive a constant stream of motivated seller leads? You came to the right place. I'm Joe Crump and welcome to the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast. There are a number of metrics you need to analyze before investing in a real property. In this episode of the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast, I'll tell you the most important things to take into consideration to know whether or not what you're looking at is a good deal. We'll talk about what's an acceptable rate of return on your investment, I'll show you what a healthy positive cash flow should look like and I'll show you how to find properties that can give you those kinds of returns. So stay tuned and let's learn how to know if a rental property is a good investment. Hey, it's Joe Crump. How do I know if a rental property is a good investment? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this particular question in a very specific uh, direction because there's a lot of ways I could answer this but let's take it in the direction of, turnkey packages. Let's say you're buying a turnkey uh, property because I've sold a lot of turnkey properties to people, usually in in values under $100,000 for cash to an investor who buys a rental property. What is an acceptable return on investment? Uh, You know, is is 7% okay? Because I can do 7% almost uh, anywhere, If I go, I can buy almost any property under $250,000 and get about a 7% return on my investment with rent that's coming in. Uh, but I'd like to get more than that. I'd like to get 10, 11, 12, 15, uh, 20%. If I'm selling a property uh, on, as a turnkey package, uh, they typically have a return on them after taxes and insurance and property management costs, uh, not including vacancy, of, um, 10 12 14% depending on the property, depending on where they're at. It also depends on the rent to price ratio. So the lower the price property with the higher rent, uh, that's good. So if I sell a property for $60,000 or $70,000 that has, uh, you know, $1,000 a month of income, uh, that's better than buying a property for $120,000 that has $1,000 a month income. Uh, so, it, it just has a better return on the investment, a smaller investment to make, uh, and uh, not a bad deal. Now, when I sell properties that are turnkey packages, I typically, typically will sell them for their full market value, but I will sell them uh, in good condition because we fix them up and we'll put a tenant in them, uh, we'll pick a good tenant, we'll have professional property manager uh, that takes care of that property. And all you have to do is come in with the cash and then you'll be able to get that 10 12 14% return uh, on, your, uh, on your cash, um, you know, assuming that we don't have the vacancies. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you'll also get uh, the, um, uh, the value will go up over time uh, and you could sell that property on a lease option if you wanted to. Uh, you'll also get the depreciation on the property, uh, on the improvement of the property. You can depreciate the improvement of a property. Uh, over 27 and a half years, which is 3.64% of uh, the improved value. So if you've got a $150,000 property and $100,000 is improvement, $50,000 is the lot, you can depreciate the $100,000 by 3.64% uh, every year. So that's $3,600 that you can deduct from your taxable income. So if you're in a 30% tax bracket, that's about $1,200 a month or $1,200 a year in savings on your taxes. So that's the depreciation on the property. So you get the depreciation, you get the appreciation, let's say it goes up 3% a year, if it's a $150,000 property that means it goes up $4,500 in a year so you get that appreciation. Uh, you get the buy down on the note, if there is a note uh, on it, uh, so every month the principal is paid you get that buy down. If you don't have a note on it uh, then and you're paying cash for it which is typically what I'll do because I only sell properties for cash because they're all cheaper, under $75,000. Uh, if you paid cash for it, you won't have that, but but if you paid more then you'll get the buy down on the note every month. Uh, you'll also get the cash flow that comes in on that property uh, every month. So, if uh, this one rents for $1,200 a month, you know, you have to pay taxes and insurance so maybe you get a $1,000 net, uh, maybe a $900 net after you paid for property management uh, and you have that income on that property so you, you multiply that by 12 months and so now you're at, uh, you know, $10,000. Uh, with that, so so in all on a property something like that, you're ending up with, with um, you know thousand dollars, uh, sixteen thousand uh, dollars of return uh, plus appreciation plus all those other things on a hundred fifty thousand dollar property. That's a ten percent return on your money. So not a bad, uh, not a bad return on that high price of a property. On cheaper properties, you're going to have a higher return than on the more expensive properties. You might be able to get that up to uh, 15, 20% uh, cash, you know, not, not cash on cash return, but investment return. If you include all the other pieces of the investment pie that you get on a real estate investment that you don't get if you just had it in stocks. In stocks, it's just one number. You don't have to worry about, you don't, you don't have to worry about all this other stuff, but you also don't get the benefit. depreciation. You don't get the benefit of appreciation, you only get the cash flow and the income on that property based on what that stock, you know, happens to perform. Now, there's lots of different ways uh, to um, buy rental properties and different ways to look at it but ultimately it comes down to what's your cash flow, what's your uh, equity position and how do you get into those those positions and then how do you keep those and are you going to keep it, uh, since you're going to keep it long term, you keep it on a lease option or do you keep it uh, with a rental? Uh, and I suggest the lease options are good because they'll bring you more money, uh, they'll give you uh, extra down payment, uh, which is nice, uh, which will give you, uh, when it goes vacant, you'll be able to sell it again. If you have to sell it uh, and you, you want to keep it, that's okay too to do a lease option because you can do a 1031 exchange, uh, which is a like kind uh, exchange that defers the taxes. So as long as you buy another property of equal or greater value, uh, you can actually exchange that and not pay any capital gains on the sale of your property. Uh, so, you, and, and it's very likely that if you if you bought a property and got a good deal on it to start with, maybe bought some equity into it, it's likely that you can buy another property uh, with more equity in it as well. So you'd not only get the, the profit that you made selling to that property at a premium on a lease option. But you'd also be able to buy another property at a discount. So you'd get all that equity as well. So those are things to look at uh, when you're buying rental properties and deciding on how you're going to either keep them uh, or uh, sell them on terms over time. All right. I hope that helps. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Automated Real Estate Investing Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite platform to continue learning about how to build a fully automated real estate investing business. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover on this show, send an email to joecrump at joecrump.com. If you'd like to be personally mentored by me, check out my one-on-one, hold-your-hand intensive, step-by-step, six-month real estate investing mentor program. I'll personally help you through the entire process of setting up a profitable real estate investing system. You don't need to do this alone. Get all the details at ZeroDownInvesting.com. Remember, to build a real estate investing business that will give you control of your life and set you free, you need to systematize, automate and outsource. Learn to work on your business instead of in your business. This is Joe Crump signing off.